Hello everyone, this is Earl Holland, your host of the Sports Refuge Podcast. Hopefully you're doing well in this era of social distancing being the new normal for the present time. The show has had a slight layoff as a result of finding the time to produce new episodes, but we'll be back with a new show featuring my interview with New York Mets minor league pitcher Hunter Parsons on Wednesday, April 29th. Until then, here's a bonus episode I recorded with the host of the Movies and a Meal podcast, Ben Penserga, Keith Demko, and Brad Wilkins talking about one of my favorite movies, Clue, as well as some of the other movies in the mystery genre. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to not only give this show a like, review, and subscription, but also do the same for the Movies and a Meal podcast, which can be found on iTunes and Podbean. Until next time, this is Earl Holland saying thanks for listening and have a good one. All right, so we have our friend of the podcast, Earl. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I was listening to some of your other podcasts, especially the uh, 10 Movies That Get to Know Me, and I thought it was very interesting <laughs> just to talk about some of our favorite movies, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well... I'm mm-hmm. glad to have you, bud. Yeah, glad to have you. Um, this is our uh, burgeoning... We know people, and we want to talk about <laughs> movies that they like. Uh, mm-hmm. Segment. Um, we're gonna focus group the name of it well, later on. <laughs> but you know, Earl um, Earl comes to us, and uh, we're gonna talk about the 1985 movie Clue, that stars Martin Mull, Michael McKean, Leslie Ann Warren, Eileen Brennan, Madeline Kahn, Tim Curry, aka Brian Shane. Um, we'll get back to that a little bit, um, and and just a bunch of other people. It is based on the 1985, or not? It's not even 1985, but it's based on a, the board game. Yeah. And Brad, um, you want to do the summary? Yep. As always, courtesy of IMDb, six guests are anonymously invited to a strange mansion for dinner, but after their host is killed, they must cooperate with the staff to identify the murderer as the bodies pile up. So Earl, like we asked um, Mitch before, and as we will ask again. What um, what drew you to select Clue? What's uh, what is it about Clue that you like so much? Well, Clue, I think that would be looking at if we were doing a rundown like the ten movies that I would watch that people need to know about me. That is one of them. I feel like ever since I first saw it, seen the movie, watching Stars, and they were running it a whole month of October one year, where they would show all three different endings, and then they'd show. Well, and then they show the one with all the three endings combined and it's always been great and there's always some good one-liners in there that always come up I always think of uh, Howard Hessman's line when he uh, says in his peacock the kingdom of heaven is at hand that's always a funny one it just you know pops out of my head that's a pretty you know a lot of cameos when watching it again last night I think you really pay attention to some of the little one-liners and little nods to things that man i didn't think about before but it's always something that i would go to if i was doing a movie night with friends we do that among a few others yeah you know for me <clears throat> i watched it last night as well i hadn't seen it probably since i was a kid um i think this is like a sleepover movie for me or something like that <laughs> but i gotta say it held up the one-liners i was talking to brad but even just it, <clears throat> over the last three decades you know like 
communism was a red, red herring. herring. Yeah. Um, you know, those those are those are some great lines. Yeah. Uh, Even like the physical running gags, like in the beginning of the movie, the uh, the poop on the yeah. on the shoe. Like every, everybody comes through and they're looking at they're looking and then yeah. they're sniffing and they're like, "Is it mine?" I mean, it's it's it, they. It's just very, very um, so good. It's it's the, the 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 talking parts. Even the, it's just so witty and snarky. The retorts back and forth. I mean, it's so so um, quick fired. It's just interesting. And you gotta you kind of like kind of gotta like stop and rewind it just to catch every single little thing that comes through sometimes. But um, but it's I I thought they did a good job with that. So yeah, you know, just a lot of the scenes still <laughs> stuck with me, and it just came flooding back. And it's funny how. They they always are just fired up when I'm in different situations. Like when I'm at a fancy dinner and the soup thing, uh, the slurping, the soup slurping thing, it just reminds me, okay, like you can't, you know, make sure you don't do that, uh, that kind of thing. And the other reason I remember why I like this movie is Colleen Camp, who plays Yvette, the maid. I mean, I was like, okay, I remember why I like this movie too. Uh, <laughs> but... I mean, just the, you know, it has kind of a, to Brad's point, it kind of has a madcap, like, 50s energy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, people running around, the dialogue is very snappy. It reminds me a little bit of some Guy Ritchie movies, I mean, uh, I've only saw a couple, but especially, like, the Sherlock Holmes, you know, it's just, it's just like, it's just like, it seems like it's just, like, all over yeah. the place and, and witty, but, so. Yeah, it just, uh, I mean, it, it has a 80s, you know, this came out in 85, it kind of has a 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s sensibility. Yeah. <laughs> Again, with the energy and the acting and all that. Um, now, Keith, mm-hmm. you saw this for the first time, and I did. you did not like this movie. Um, um, but, so, I, I, about, this is uh, this is Earl Shaw. I'll let you all talk about how much no, you no. liked it. But um, yeah. I'll just say, you know, for a for a cast that had that many funny people in it, I didn't laugh after the dog poo joke. I just um, it was needlessly complicated. I didn't care about any of the characters. I just, I'm not being a snob, I just wanted to laugh, and I really, really didn't. It feels dated, and I really didn't like it. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just really surprised about, I mean, I, I think, too, for for a movie that's based off a board game, I think it's better than it should be. Yes. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, Tim Curry, that's his line, he's like, we're trying to find out who did it, where, and what, what, what weapon. I mean, that's an actual line in the movie. I mean, com- compare this movie to, yeah. like, Battleship. I mean, yeah. it's 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 kind of night and day for me. Okay, but, but compare it to say Knives Out. Well, it's it's hard to compare Knives Out, but that is a nearly perfect not who done it because they give you that way early. But it's much wittier. It's the same sort of ensemble, great cast, but just a much better movie. I think I, it's, I think it's hard <laughs> to compare those things to Knives Out or say something that's based off an Agatha Christie novel like Ten Little Indians because. That has good source material, or Ryan mm-hmm. or you know, Ryan Johnson is doing his thing to make Knives Out better. And Ryan Johnson and Knives Out has the benefit of seeing all those movies, including True. Clue, exactly uh, to build off. And right? I'm sure he was inspired by it. Well, but Clue is just like here's the board game, make a movie mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah, I know, I, I agree, and I don't want to be too harsh on it. I just didn't enjoy it. Um, but uh, I mean, Earl, like uh, I, you know, getting to the lines too. Um, Communism is a red herring. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. I yes. think is a great line yeah. and, a, yeah. and a great thing. Yeah. Like I said, Kingdom of Heaven is at hand by Howard Hesman. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> when they're running um, around all the all over the place and they decide to go, it's, a, it's like just get on with it. Yeah. I mean, everybody At says that. Cons, flames one that was probably the most memorable one. Flames. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's that was uh, that was just improvised. Yeah, just made that up. So. 
and then and then the and then the one about her husband's like oh, how, yeah how, like a good the, guy mm-hmm. it's always like a tissue or something yeah. um, I don't remember the exact line but I just laughed strong strong soft and disposable yeah. <laughs> I laughed on that no one. it's I mean I just yeah. think you know and uh, the cast is you know it's a lot of people from the eighties um, you know when Michael McKean got on Saturday Night Live like ten years later in the nineties. And even now, he's still always the guy from Clue for me. Um, yeah. You got Leslie Ann Warren, Madeline Kahn, Eileen yeah. Brennan, uh, Tim Curry. Yeah, again, it's hard for me to separate. You know, we have a friend and, and co-worker, <laughs> former co-worker, Brian Shane. He looks exactly... He's I mean, the son of Tim Curry. He yeah. really... Especially because you know? this is like young Tim Curry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks exactly like him. And, <laughs> and, and I think really uh, Tim Curry's really the straw that stirs this, this movie, I think. Because, I mean, he just he just tends oh, yeah. to keep it moving and everything. And, I mean, and, and like Martin Mull, uh, Michael McKean, Christopher Lloyd. Like yeah, you said, Christopher Lloyd. I forgot Christopher yeah, Lloyd. Yeah. Um, Leslie Ann Warren and Allen Brennan. They, they all have their own... And the great melody. Yeah. Even, even you know? Melody, they all have their own moments. And they all seem to make it work, yeah. in my opinion. So. Well, what's funny is it was so long ago until it took me forever to realize that was Martin Mull and Michael McKean. They look nothing like they look yeah. now at all. Yeah. Well, no. Colleen Camp, who plays your vet, does yeah. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She, yeah. She, yeah. She's a winner for it doesn't look like, like what she did in the role. But yeah, so. Yeah. so. No, but I mean, I just, um, it, it's, it's really interesting looking back. Um, I didn't know the history. I grew up where, I grew up watching the version that you were talking about, Earl. <clears throat> That already had all three endings, so yeah. I was kind of surprised when I went back and I researched when this was released in theaters. Um, each theater got a different ending; they yeah. didn't get all the endings. No. So, so they didn't rotate the theaters; they just got one ending for per yeah. Theater. So yeah, like you yeah. would go to Salisbury, and maybe you would get ending mm-hmm. one, but then yeah. if we would go up to Dover, we might see ending <laughs> three, funny. ending yeah. C. Yeah. Uh, so which ending do you guys prefer? Well, well that's the thing I, I was going to ask. You. I like all. The yeah, one Earl, yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, Earl, go ahead. I prefer the one with all three endings, so I guess that'd be number four. And just because that's what I'm so used to. I mean, yeah. th- I was just thinking of another movie we were also talking about researching that had an ending that was different from the theatrical cut, and it's sort of jarring when you look at both endings. And I know yeah. we'll talk about that one movie later on down the road. Um, I, I think three is the most satisfying because it's like every. <laughs> And for it, better it, or worse, everyone kind of gets some. Yeah, uh, everybody, and, and, everybody's yeah. responsible. And, and honestly, it makes the most sense. Yeah, honestly. So, honestly, when I first saw the movie, I was thinking that um, I was actually first thinking that it was Yvette who, yeah. who killed everybody. But then she got then she got killed. A little spoiler alert for a movie that's what thirty five years no, old. No spoilers. Yeah, yeah. So, probably, I think it's older it, than you. It is. It is. So, but. Um, and then, and then after that, I thought that it was Miss Scarlet who did it. So when the first ending happened, I was like, okay, that makes sense. And and then I saw the third ending, which is the one where um, I'm really spoiling it here. So if you haven't seen the movie, okay, it's 35 yeah, go years see old, the man. movie. Go see the movie. This, but, um, let me mention but, too that this movie is available on Amazon Prime. Yep, so if yeah. you watch So how did you see it, Brad? Um, I I borrowed it on okay. Amazon Prime account. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> and um, but yeah, and it was just the third ending just makes so much sense, and um, it it's. Um, where everybody basically killed somebody except for Mr. Green, played by Michael McKean, who eventually kills Tim Curry's character. So, um, so, and and it's um, it's an interesting movie, and, and like Keith said, it might not be the best who done it movie, and there might be some plot holes in this movie, but just the comedy tends to carry this movie for me. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny when I think of Knives Out. One of my friends, uh, uh, one of my friends, uh, Mark Demora, told me he saw Knives Out, and it's like gotta see knives out it's so it reminds me so much of clue yeah and 
and I could see it there, especially. I mean, and we'll we'll mention knives out a little, especially when I see uh, Daniel Craig's character with his horrible accent. But uh, yeah, I do see like you know he's he solved the mystery ahead of time, even though mm-hmm. it's you know especially with everything that occurred in the movie. And now that's a movie. I'm trying not to give too many spoilers too, but. Um, yeah, I did see the vibes of Clue with it, and yeah, and I'd say Knives Out is a is probably a much better movie and something with a little more of a plot than Clue. But but yeah, I mean, to me, Clue is one of those mystery movies, and I like the most recent Murder on the Orient Express. And I know we're getting that was a good uh, movie. Yeah, we're getting an, an, another one very mm-hmm. soon, eventually. Yeah, what's it? Uh, Nile. It's it's another something on the Nile. Right on the Nile. Yeah, something yeah. Like and Ken, uh, Kenneth Branagh makes a very good. Is he is he playing Poirot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw the movie. I like the movie a lot. The uh, the first one. Mm. Well, so Earl, um, <clears throat> who's your favorite character? Um, who who are the standouts <laughs> in Clue that you like? Um, well, of course, Tim Curry is the, I think is the biggest standout. He ties it all together because um, just the frantic pace that he's at. Especially in that latter part of the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's. Yeah, he definitely is top. Uh, you know, I will say this about Christopher Lloyd. Um, <laughs> he is probably one of the most versatile actors I've mm-hmm. ever seen. I mean, think about it. He's played Doc Brown, he's played Dutch <clears throat> Doom, he's played that hobo in Dennis the Menace. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's a taxi. God, Dennis um, the Menace is a surprisingly great movie. His professional <laughs> character is more like his character in the Dream Team with Michael Keaton and the Peter Boyle. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I'm just trying to think. He played another a bunch of roles, of course, Reverend Jim on Taxi. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. Clue. I mean, in, in the same year, '85, uh, back he did Back to the Future and Clue. Wow. Um, and you know, a very, very solid. <laughs> Very different performances. Obviously, his energy level in Back to the Future is really high. Yeah. And he's really kind of. Uh, he's actually a little bit it. subdued in this. Movie he is. You forget. Yeah. You forget about. I mean, Martin Mull is more the. I guess him in between Tim Curry, they're more the hams. And then I enjoyed Michael McKean's yeah physical comedy in this. You know, yeah. he's very jumpy. And yeah, he spills a lot of stuff. In isn't it one, isn't it one that sits on the table and the table collapses? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim Curry in the end of the movie just beats the crap out of him. I mean, it's just like he's choking him, he's oh, yeah. throwing him down, he's throwing him around. It's just like it's so it's just like that gum. Well, that's so. that's that's the best part when. Tim Curry is reenacting the murder, and he reenacts the Cook's murder, and he falls from the uh, freezer. Michael McKean catches him, but then he's just like, man, he just drops him on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also, I also appreciate how, you know, when the first murders are happening, they're so shocked about it, and then by the end, you know, bodies are dropping left and right, and they just they don't care. They're just walking over. They're like, yeah. you know, um, like, they they open they open the door and they see the singing telegram girl has been yeah. shot, yeah. and then they just close the they door. Just close the door. <laughs> just walk away and I'm just like oh my god and, and they, you know that's Jane Weeded from um, the Go-Go's yeah, yeah. From the Go-Go's, yeah. oh yeah. wow yeah mm. yeah. and like you know they just at the end uh, they're very careful and then like you know when they're cleaning up uh, the those other murders they just throw the bodies they just pick up the girl up yeah. and they just throw them in there like they don't <laughs> yeah. they don't care at all but um, <laughs> I, I will say the the worst acting has to go to uh, Lee Ving who's Mr. Body yeah I, yeah, he was terrible. I, I, I had in my notes. Um, I felt like a lot of his dialogue is like dubbed. It's like he's not even like maybe. Yeah. Like I, I, I thought maybe like maybe somebody else did the voice for him. But um, and Lee Ving is actually a musician too. Um, I yeah. saw. But yeah, yeah, they were the two musicians in the film. I don't know some criticisms. Um, that's not a good. That police officer is not a good police officer. Yeah. <laughs> 
he just doesn't really. Um, I, I, I think I, I wrote down he's a bad cop when he, you know, they're trying to cover up the bodies. Yeah. And uh, the motorist, they put, you know, a bottle of gin or whatever, and they just play it off like he's drunk. Like, the, the cop goes right up to him, and he smells his breath, but he doesn't notice that the guy's not breathing at all. <laughs> he just, he's just not... Well, it is a silly movie, yeah. so... Not, not, not only that, there's a little bit of a thing, because um, in the movies, you hear Miss Scarlet has uh, paid off the cop. Yeah, yeah, later on. But yeah. the cop's from D.C. Yeah, yeah. What takes him up in New England? England yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's and, uh, far. That's yeah, far. That is a far trip. And he says he's off-duty, but still, yeah. that's a little bit of a drive after off-duty in your clothes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean but, Maybe one thing if, like, um, I mean, you, you, can, you can explain it out saying, like, all these people that are informing on the other people are coming up here to, like, I guess, either enforce it or collect it or something. So yeah. you can kind of explain it away, but it's 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 a leap for the cops. Yeah. So I, I don't know. What's um what's your what's your favorite scene then? Um, what what, what kind of stands out for you <clears> in this movie, like, scene or anything like that? Well, uh, one of the things I'm always I was always sort of, uh, I like, it's the whole, when they're counting the bullets, and I actually have oh. a priority of counting the bullets. So two plus one plus one, one plus two plus, plus two. Plus one, yeah. plus two, plus one, and then that last one that hit the chandelier, that was number six. Yeah. yeah. So and then it fall- plus, plus two plus one. Yeah. Then, uh, then it almost falls down and kills Martin Mall's character again, so, which is, it's, that's so funny, that the, the whole chandelier gag with Martin Mall was, was pretty good, yeah. the, um. Just, just a lot of good stuff. So. I, you know, I, I really enjoy like Leslie Ann Warren's performance. She's we'll, good. We'll talk about who could have played that role in a yeah. second, but just you know, like in that scene, you know, they're arguing about how many bullets, and then Tim Curry shoots that extra good <laughs> bullet, and then like Les, the look that Leslie Ann Warren gives to him, he's like, "See, I told you." Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's and does, <laughs> doesn't he make a little quick quip about that too afterwards or something? But I, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So. But um, do you want to do Rotten Tomatoes real quick on? No, we're, we're still. I think we're still talking about. <laughs> okay. Uh, but um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of remembered. You know, as I watched it again, I was like, okay, I'm trying to figure out who did it, or maybe if I can see the clues. And then, kind of midway through, I kind of remembered. Okay, they started remembering the endings and all that. Yeah. But did you guys like for you for you Earl? Like, did you find yourself? Well, even not for you, because you probably watched it uh, a lot of times, but uh, just trying to piece together, like, who could have done it and, and all that. Yeah, I was trying to look to see if there were times where people were out of uh, or out of frame or out of picture. The thing is, and that's the thing with a lot of movies, that you can really hide that with sequences, because you never know how long ago someone did something. Something could have happened a half hour ago, and you're not <laughs> sure, because it just elapses to a point where, boom, yeah. it's instantaneous. Um, yeah, I was trying to find it, and it's really hard to do that. Maybe the event thing, and, and who was able to get away to kill her. Yeah. That was probably one of the tougher ones. But um, I think like they did a really good job of at least hiding uh, who did this and who that without giving any dead giveaways, especially using the gloves <laughs> yeah. and yeah. things like that. And I didn't even see them take anyone taking the key from, from Wadsworth. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, you know, in the comic beats, again, uh, like when they split up, and Yvette and Mr. Green are um, walking, you know, they want to walk up the attic, and they're like, you go, you know, they're doing the you go first, and they just stand there, Yeah. and then they cut back, and they go to the other people, and then they come back to them, and they're just still standing there, like, they haven't decided who is going to go first. Yeah, Um, and then they go up together, I believe, so. Yeah, yeah, but it's just, um, 
you know, um, I enjoyed hearing... Uh, the other thing I really associated with this movie was um, uh, Shake, Rattle, and Roll by uh, Bill Haley in the comments. Even though I don't know if that's the actual cover. I don't know if that's a cover or if that's them. They sort of... They sped it up. Yeah. They, um, uh, I think especially in the beginning. They, they sped it up um, sort of like what Airplane did. It's not like his voice, though. I think it was yeah. them. Yeah. 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 So They sped up the music a little bit, I think. So, but. I, I was also surprised, too, um, the pacing of this movie. I mean, this movie is only... An hour and thirty six minutes long. It's yeah. very short, yeah. um, and they really get on with it. I mean, you know, the last twenty minutes are the endings. I mean, in fact, <laughs> it's an hour and thirty six. But um, I wonder, it's probably even it's even shorter than that if you only watch like one ending end. one. Yeah, it's like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very it's very quick. But, yeah. You know, hats off, hats off to the cast there. Um, we'll talk. Let's talk about some casting uh, replacements. Um, Brad, you want to talk about um, Miss Scarlet, and then I'll talk about um, Wadsworth, who's the butler, and who another person hey, could have cast. Yeah, go ahead, Earl. Thing, yeah. Uh, that I completely looking at the credits. I did not know Jonathan Landis. Uh, John Landis played a role in the story of it. I know he was a executive yeah. producer, but it's very interesting. This is probably one of those movies, probably after Twilight Zone, the Twilight Zone debacle, where he's trying to get himself back together. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's very interesting. I didn't even know that he had a big of a hand in the uh, in the story and, and being an EP in it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Brad, you want to talk about whatever I just said, which I forgot. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, um, I'll do some casting stuff. I know. Uh, okay. Do you want me to save some for you? Or you, want uh, me to just... you do. You do yours, and then I'll do the I'll do the Tim Curry one. Okay. You want me to save uh, Wadsworth for you? Yeah. Okay. Um, Carrie Fisher was originally supposed to play Miss Scarlet, um, and she was actually. Uh, almost ready to shoot, but four days before shooting, she ended up in uh, rehab for drug addiction. Um, and she, uh, she, they were going to let her do work release and come and work the movie, but the pr- production insurance company said that it wouldn't work. So the production dropped Fisher for Leslie Ann Warren. So, um, and as as far as Yvette, um, Jennifer Jason Lee, Demi Moore, and Madonna were all considered for the role, <laughs> but um, Colleen Camp won the role. Um, Due to showing up at casting dressed up as the maid. And who could resist that? Yeah, and um, Jonathan Lee and Lynn even admitted that he was impre- uh, he was impressed with her comedic skills, but it was really her, quote-unquote, well-endowed figure that ultimately <laughs> oh, God, that's him. terrible. So, yeah, so... Uh, but not inaccurate. Yeah, so... Um, so, Wadsworth, who's played by Tim Curry, who has a great line, they're just like, what do you do? He's like, I buttle. I'm the butler. I buttle. What I buttle. I buttle. Um... You know they they had a, they had two other people in mind. One guy, I think his last name was Lasseter. I think he passed away right mm-hmm. before. Um, yeah. And they were actually gonna they were actually thinking about casting Rowan Atkinson, Mister Bean, but yeah. he wasn't he wasn't a big enough person yet. Um, yeah. I think he just maybe done Blackadder. Maybe that was before or after, but yeah, he just wasn't uh, big time. So they they got Tim Curry, and um, yeah. I think that was the right choice. I mean, yeah. Tim Curry's. I'm great in that role. Yeah, I also read that John Cleese was also asked to consider. Oh yeah, I can see that. He would have been great. So, I can um, see that. So little, little, um, little bit of actual trivia. There's actually another ending that was scripted and shot, um, <clears throat> in which Wadsworth committed all the murders um, <laughs> out of a twisted need for perfection in his life. Then also revealed he poisoned everyone with a slow acting poison um, uh, in his in, in the drinks. And um, the end was he would actually was leaving the mansion and was going to get to the car, but in the backseat of the car were the two dogs. Um, and he was actually killed by the dogs. Um, it was never shown because the, the, uh, the filmmakers thought it, would, it was too obvious. 
and that it was a little bit too dark. So that sounds like um, that sounds more like the ending of an Agatha Christie yeah. uh, kind of thing, and not so, so much of a, a board game. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do? Right? And the notion was made that yeah. they were uh, what the was the alcohol poison initially. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The cognac, right? The yeah. Brandy. Uh, yeah. So. I, so. I, I again, I, I enjoyed this movie on the rewatch. It's, yeah. Um, and I. I would re- I would rewatch it again. Yeah. Plus, it's got four Oscar nominees in the movie. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I thought you were going to say nominations. That can't be right. No, for all, not, <laughs> not nominees. For the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but for but, uh, but Eileen Brennan, uh, Madeline Kahn, mm-hmm. Michael McKean, and uh, Leslie Ann Warren. So, yeah. and, um, and you know, look at look at how great John Lennis is. This is one of his lesser movies, but you know, still well, he didn't direct it though. But he, he directed yeah. Animal House. Yeah. He wrote yeah. and directed Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Training Places and Coming yeah. to America. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and many other movies. And again, he <laughs> again he helped, like what Earl was saying. He has a story credit here, and again, he made a movie out of a board game, yeah, mm-hmm. palatable, um, yeah. which is which we've seen is not um, easy, it's no. not easy at all. Oh, shit. Yeah. Have there ever been a good a good board? Well, um, except for this one, have there been other another good board game movie? There's I was a, thinking um, Lego, Lego, but that's cheating. That's toys. Jumanji yeah. technically is a is a board, board game. game. Yeah, and yeah. that's not my jam, but I've heard it's yeah. good good for kids. Uh, yeah. yeah, and they, they mentioned <laughs> I saw another list too. Um, technically, Ouija. There's a Ouija. Yeah, there's a Ouija movie. Yeah, movie. Have you seen that, Brad? No. I've okay, not, I was gonna say. <laughs> I've seen trailers for it and it looked just terrible in the trailers. So, but it's like but. Jumanji and then um, the sequel to the that's the low key sequel that's directed by John Favreau. What's it like Zash? It's like about space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like Kristen Stewart, I think, is in it. Like yeah. young Kristen yep. Stewart. Yeah. So you at least saw Battleship then. Was that yeah. any was that any good? Um it's, be honest, Ben. It's not well. <laughs> it's it, got Rihanna, right? It's, no. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. I saw it I think I I think I rented it. Um, it's Peter Berg, mm-hmm. so you're marginally very. We talked about Peter Berg uh, mm-hmm. a while ago with uh, Spencer Confidential. Um, it actually doesn't. It actually does not star Mark Wahlberg. It might be one of the last movies <laughs> that does not have Mark Wahlberg in it. It has Taylor Kitsch, yeah. Rihanna, mm-hmm. Brooklyn Decker, um, Liam Neeson. And it's just not. <laughs> yeah. Can I get on the discussion about Taylor Kitsch? Taylor Kitsch is like, oh, what is his name? Um, Sam Worthington. Well, no, I guess him too, but what is his name? I always used to refer to him as Bizarro Superman. Uh, Jai Courtney? Josh Hartnett, that's oh. it. Why do you oh. try to keep fitting those guys into roles of being Hollywood stars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jai Courtney, Sam Worthington, um, Taylor Kitsch, and uh, yeah, the guy, uh, Josh Hartnett. Um, yeah. They're all mm-hmm. just like, they really tried hard to make these guys leading men, and it just didn't happen. It just I, doesn't. I happen. worship Friday Night Lights, and he was good as the bad boy, but that was his. That's when he peaked. He's good you as know? a supporting. He, you know, he's not bad in, in an ensemble. Yeah, True Detective season two is much very well, well, very well deserved uh, to be maligned. But yeah. he's not bad in he's, that. He's one. one of the better people, yeah. and uh, he's not bad in some of these other movies mm-hmm. that he's in. I, I, I like. I respect him enough, and he, but. Yeah, I don't know. know. Um, Do you want to talk about? Why are we talking about some Rotten Tomato ratings and all that stuff? And then maybe we can get into a small discussion a little bit more about Knives Out since we've all seen it. Um, Yeah. What's the Rotten Tomatoes? Um, Critics and audience usually do percentage uh, percentage wise. Um, Earl, do you want to go first on uh, what the critics thought percentage wise, and then what the audience thought? Uh, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'm gonna say critics gave it maybe fifty six percent. And maybe audiences gave it about seventy-two. All right, 
Uh, I'm kind of cheating because I know I know one answer. Um, <laughs> I think the critics, though, from what I've seen, at least what Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel gave it, I'm probably going to say it's about what Earl said about fifty. What did Earl? Would you say fifty six? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Prices late. I'll go fifty five. <laughs> and then I, I almost, I'm almost positive that the uh, audience score is sixty two. Okay, and Keith. Um, I think critics were a little more harsher than that. I'd say. 30%. But, you know, it's a cult classic. I'll say 80% on the fans. People obviously like it. Yeah. Right. Keeps closest on audience. 86% for audience. Really? And that's 9, 94,194 Wow, that's views. a lot of people. So, um, <laughs> critics actually gave it a 62%. So maybe that's oh, a 62. Wow. Yeah, and okay, was, see, and you know, was, I probably missed something about the banter. I, yeah. you know. But uh, but that's 29 uh, reviews. So, okay. Only um, 29 critics? Yeah, yeah. Gene, I think yeah. I think Cisco and Ebert mm. gave it like maybe like two or two and a half. Mm. They, they yeah. thought there was some stuff in there mm-hmm. uh, but um, you know Earl you love this movie um, one of our other friends uh, Jen, Jen Cox uh, that's just her favorite movie as well um, <laughs> uh, and again on rewatch especially older movies I kind of dread it I'm like mm-hmm. oh am I going to like it and uh, I I found it again enjoyable I actually liked it better than I thought I would um, so um, well let's talk about I don't know. I mean, normally we would do a top five. Like last week when we talked to Mitch, we did a top five about Scorsese movies. There's not enough board wave movies to talk about. No. But, um, I, I mean, I, I don't think any of us, like, one-to-one would say that um, Knives Out is not as good, or, like, Clue is better than Knives Out, but... Um, it's not, but... <laughs> no, I only brought it up because it's a it's it's the same kind of thing with a very good ensemble cast. Yeah. It's got a lot they, of, it does have a lot of the same cues. But yeah. it's but. not nearly as complicated. That's what drove me a bit nuts with Clue. Yeah. I didn't care that much about these characters, and they kept on throwing so many plot lines, yeah. you know, with all the bribery and all that, or the blackmailing. Knives Out is a very simple movie. And I also love the fact that they give it away halfway through, yeah. but you still want to know what happened. Yeah. You know, it's very clever. Oh. Well, <laughs> you know, again, you're working Clue, you're working off a board game, and you have to incorporate the, you know... Um, Professor Plum and the blah 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 with the whatever, right? So yeah. that's a lot. Um, I don't know if it's Mark Twain. One of my favorite quotes, I think, is um, if you can't bludgeon people with facts, then you douse them with bullshit. And <laughs> that's probably what Clue is doing. You know, yeah. they're making it zany and the energy is high mm-hmm. and they're keeping it short because they know that the, the storyline probably isn't as deep as um, Knives Not Out, down. you know, or. Ten Little Indians or Murder on, Murder on the Orient Express, um, you know, where you have a who done it. Or if you've seen um, one of the recent episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine, as Captain Holt says, the who has done this? Yeah, because it's not it's not grammatically correct. So it's the who has done this? Yeah, I just watched that one recently. Recently, the Brillman episode. That's, yeah, J.K. Simmons. That's a really good yeah. one. Yeah, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine from the start. It's great. Better than, than gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, do you guys have any other recommendations as far as who has done this movies? Uh, Knives oh, Out. We've hmm. talked about uh, Murder. I didn't see the. I didn't see the either one, the original or the remake. The remake uh, is great. I haven't seen a whole lot of Who Done I like the mystery shows on PBS. Yeah. I particularly like the um, Belgian guy who plays Poirot. I can't remember Suchet. David yeah. Suchet, I think his name sure. is. Um, as far as movies, I haven't seen a whole lot of whodunits. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see I'm, more. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I don't watch many whodunit movies. Um, Lately, I've been just watching Murder, She Wrote, because <laughs> that's one of the things that comes on in the morning. As you guys may have seen my Facebook status, I'm, yeah. I'm going old soul mode. Well, that is a great show. Uh, Murder, She Wrote and game shows right now. 
during my work work time. But um, yeah, I mean, and even then, watching Murder She Wrote, you start trying to think, uh, okay, who did it? I mean, there's and there's plenty other shows where you're starting to think, who did it? Who mm-hmm. did it? And right now, Murder She Wrote is probably the top one because I'm trying to think. Uh, there's a show me and my wife would watch, and I cannot think of what show it is off the top of my head because <laughs> well, I'm starting to forget. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, and it's different than like a Matlock or Perry Mason or yeah. something along those lines where it's, you know, a lot of legal stuff uh, integrated into it. It's just straight who done it or who, <laughs> who did it, yeah. As, yeah. as you mentioned. Um, yeah, I can't really see CBS had a lot of those shows, right? They, and still, like they, a, they still do. Like, like, they've got, like, um, the NCISs tend to go yeah. that pattern. Um Hawaii Five O sometimes goes that pattern. I mean, it's, but I'm, uh, I'm just thinking like the contemporaries. Like di- now that I think about it, like diagnosis, diagnosis murder. Remember yeah. that? Oh one? yeah, Diag- oh father, yeah. Father, Father Dowling Mysteries, right? Yeah. Which is isn't that, isn't that a spinoff of Mercy Road? What's a spinoff? No, um, oh, no, they had a crossover though, didn't they? Uh, Magnum PI had a crossover with Murder She Wrote. Okay, <laughs> I can't. Like I can't imagine that. It's almost DVDs. Uh, they're, they're crossover. But, uh, but um, a, class, a, a more modern one that I a TV show that I watched that has a lot of that is Castle. And Castle. Castle, Castle tends to add a little humor I, to. I didn't, I didn't get on Castle until like recently. Castle yeah. is a great show. It is it's a great very show. funny. It is. Oh. It's a very funny yeah. show. It's and, and and they do it so well, but. But it's another murder one that adds a little comedy to it, and um, it leaves you guessing on something. So I guess the other recommendations were uh, two stalwarts of USA for a long time, which is Monk, probably. I love Monk. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's in Monk. Monk is fantastic. Yeah. And um, Psych, I Psych. think the other one is the other oh, one. Oh, Psych, Psych, Psych is the classic. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, I, you know, um, the psych, the sh- and the show that Psych always made fun of as the one that ripped them off is um, oh, the Mentalist. The Mentalist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never saw an episode of that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just oh. love, I just love how they would do commercials and they really just throw shade at the Mentalist they did. all the time, all the time, yeah. Yeah. all the time. Almost so every episode. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Can I go back for a second? I know we're talking about the movie. I just talked about the physical comedy that was involved, and it wasn't just limited to Tim Curry and the oh, yeah. team. It was, it was everyone, he, yeah. the, you know, uh, uh, Eileen Brennan had phys- was part of the physical comedy, yeah. all fours, um, uh, Madeline Kahn, Colin Camp, they all were. It wasn't just like, you know, imagine a Chevy Chase movie where it's just him doing all the physical uh, physical comedy. Or Chris Farley. Um, yeah. Which is funny. I always thought, uh, looking at it, that you could probably replace Michael McKean and put John Ritter in that, and it would probably... You probably could. Probably lose much. <laughs> yeah. No, that, I feel like John uh, John Ritter could play that character well. I mean, it, yeah. it's funny because we were talking about Christopher Lloyd's versatility. And you ever think I, I I go back to this one NBA Live game that I was playing where <laughs> you have the ability to like turn on particular skills. Like Kevin Garnett instead of being a pro player, he can be a rebounder and all this stuff. It's like if you switch roles, some people have like polar opposite abilities. Like I think a good example, and I'm going on a tangent, is Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, you watch his character from Arrested Development, where he's just sort of like, you know, in the middle of all the madness, and then but you can see him play a character like, I guess in that Ryan Reynolds movie, the uh, Sw- the Switch, where yeah. where he you know he can play a Ronald Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds type character, and it's like you can believe it. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, but then you can also do like Ozark mm-hmm. and you know these yeah. kind of things. And, and you know, it's funny that you mentioned Jason Bateman. We're going full circle, you know, and Ronald Reynolds. Ronald Reynolds in the you know has been in the development to try to make a remake of Clue, and 
Really? I saw, I saw that Jason Bateman was attached to direct for a while, but I think he's he's dropped out. So. He should play uh, Wadsworth. Yeah. <laughs> I can see actually I can see Ronald Reynolds as Wadsworth. He would yeah. be very funny because yeah. especially towards the end when Tim Curry mm-hmm. is really going and uh, he's kind of doing the uh, just the you know mile a minute dialogue. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's Ron Reynolds. That kind oh, of energy yeah. is him very very mm-hmm. much so. Yeah. So. All right. Um, I don't know. I think we've talked about Clue enough, but yeah, um, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you, you recommended that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was a good one to revisit, Earl. Um, I, go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm glad we we're doing. I know we we. I don't know how much we can let the cat out of the bag. There was, as you mentioned in the last episode, there's a movie you were looking we were looking to review that you hadn't seen before. Yeah. And that, due to its lack of availability mm-hmm. uh, anywhere on legitimate resources, uh, it is hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, but I, that and, and that's another movie that has multiple endings that I had Which only one? seen the original ending on TV for a while, and then when I got the director's cut that was released uh, for the 25th or 30th anniversary, mm-hmm. seeing that ending restored that was looked at. It's pretty, you know, it, it, it's pretty uh, jarring. It would have been like if they did the Tim Curry ending where he poisoned everybody and then the dogs <laughs> got yeah. to uh, killed him. That would have been how jarring it was. And I'm yeah. hoping that we can get back to that movie. Is it okay if we just mention the movie so that way everybody... Oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. You know, well, because yeah, we were talking about Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Um, uh, Little Shop of Horrors with Rick Moranis and, and uh, Ellen Green and Steve Martin. And that was a movie trying to find on legitimate uh, sources like I have the director's cut DVD uh, at home and apparently that's the one that's more prevalent available than the one that came out in theaters alright alright well um, I guess we'll wrap this thing up then Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah it was great to talk to you Earl and um, you know it's a good recommendation I'm glad we watched Clue Mm -hmm. And we'll have you back sometime in the future. Another favorite movie. You know? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> who knows? We're not gonna. It doesn't sound like we're gonna have new movies anytime oh, soon. Well, Wonder Woman is set to come out in August, so hopefully yeah. by then, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a few months to go. <laughs> so I'm gonna wrap this episode up of Movies and a Meal. You can always email us at moviesandamealog at gmail dot com, and we have our Twitter feed, which uh, is Movies and a Meal Pod. You know, uh, we're on iTunes that, uh, you know, Earl mm-hmm. was a big help to, you know, kind of get us on there and everything like that. Um, so if you want to throw us a rating, that's always appreciated. But again, I'm Ben. And Keith. It's Brad. And I'm Earl. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Peace.